Konnichiwa and welcome to the Code of the Cardboard Samurai, a podcast all about Magic the Gathering in Japan. In this podcast, our goal will be to inform people both around and outside of Japan what is going on in the magic scene here. I'm your host, Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist out of Yokohama, and today I have a new co-host joining me. So last time I introduced everybody to, to Lane, he, he talked about the history of uh, magic in Japan, and before that we had my my uh, my good friend Dan from from Nagoya, and uh, today I have a, another friend from Yokohama joining me. Uh, his name is Ben. I forgot your last name. Sorry. Pain. Ben Pain. Yeah, bringing the pain. Yeah. There we go. So uh, Ben, uh, let's have you kind of tell everybody a little bit about have you tell us about yourself a little bit. Uh, you know, like. Uh, Tell us about like your history in Japan, and tell us about your your magic, you know, history as well, and then how that those worlds come together. Come together. Yeah. Okay. My first trip to Japan was in 2012 after graduating from high school, mm-hmm. and I was only here for three weeks. But I brought my standard deck and went to as many tournaments as I could actually, because I just wanted to see what the Japanese scene was like. Mm-hmm. And then I did a study abroad program in 2014, mm-hmm. where I also brought my magic stuff. And actually, at that time, I was supporting myself by playing Magic in Japan. So, like, you were doing, like, uh, tournaments? I was going to as many tournaments as I could. And then I was actually... Were you actually coming out I was getting prize money. I was yeah? about $800 a month, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, I guess you were a hustler? I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that money as a student. Nice, nice. And nice. then I moved to Japan full-time in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I actually wasn't playing Magic at the time when I moved here at that, that time. Kind of uh, just was it still casual or just not just, at all? You I was kind playing of wanted... some EDH, mm-hmm. but I took a break mainly to focus on university. Yeah, I mean that. I think that happens. I think everyone starts playing, and then and when I came to Japan, I didn't do anything for like my first three years. Yeah, it wasn't until after I came back to Japan the second time that I started playing. Again. Yeah, I actually sold my legacy collection to mm. pay for university. Mm. So I sold all my duels, all my too bad stuff. And that That's was worth... before, yeah. Well, at the time, I got about 350 per underground C, mm-hmm. and now it's, what, $800 yeah. or something. For, I had, like, eight of them. Yeah, so that's too bad. So have you ever, do you ever, so I know you said you were, like, hustling people when you were over here before. Do you have any, like, uh, good finishes, like, in GPs or? I actually didn't play any big tournaments. I would just go to these smaller tournaments mm-hmm. where you'd have maybe 15, 20 people mm-hmm. with prizes between 60 to $80. Mm-hmm. I would get the cards, and I would then sell the cards. So you came here, you said, in high school, right? Uh, post-high school, post graduation high school, trip. Graduation trip. You came here for a study, study abroad program. I was in community college. And then now you're here just kind of... Uh, I graduated from university now. Yeah. And now I'm job hunting. Job hunting, yeah. So how, how many years, so how long, like, I guess... I'm mean, coming to yeah. Japan. I mean, guess how, I mean, can we say, like, years, or has it been, like, only one year I, total, or two well, years? How long have you been here overall? In Japan, probably about five and a half years. Okay. Your total, total time experience. spent in Japan. Okay. So, and you've only been in the Kanto area? Have you been to the other areas at all? Just Kanto. Okay. So, you I've, know Yokohama and Tokyo. Area. I've traveled mm-hmm. and I have played FMs and Kyoto mm-hmm. and Osaka, but living only in Kanto. So, you said you sold your legacy deck. Are you mostly a standard player now? Uh, right now, I'm playing standard and modern. Okay. Because with War of the Spark, all the cards. 
are also good in modern just about. Mm -hmm. So, so might I'm, as well. So I'm playing Esper Control in standard and Esper Control in modern. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Um, oh, and where are you from back in this? You're from the USA, yeah. right? So I'm from San Diego, California. Okay, and you have played over there, right? Yes. Channel Fireballs in Pasadena, right? Uh, that I've made it up to them a couple times, but uh -huh. mainly um, when I was in San Diego, it was San Diego Games and Comics. Okay. And sometimes Brute Force Games. Okay, I San think Diego. I've heard of Brute Force Games. Yeah, yeah. Bobby also frequents there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good to know. All right, so today we're kind of doing a... I guess I want to call this episode, this is episode six, by the way, I'm calling this season's greetings, our, our summer preview. Every season, we're going to kind of talk about, you know, what, what kind of stuff has been happening in Japan or what's coming up in Japan. So we're going to just kind of run down, you know, events and announcements and just information for everybody to kind of learn what's, what's, what's going on in Japan right now. We've been following stuff. On, on Twitter, you know, we've been following stuff online and we've been writing down and collecting it so you listeners can be, what's the word I'm looking for, like, uh, they can gain our knowledge from this. There we go, <laughs> yes. I, I, I tend to make up words. I would have said like knowledgeified or something okay. like that. Okay, so, so today uh, our first topic is going to be about upcoming summer events in Japan. So the big one. The big one coming up, August 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, is going to be Magic Fest Chiba. Mm -hmm. And um, if it's anything like Magic Fest Yokohama, it's going to be big. Yeah, so it's in Makahari Mese, which is, uh, I believe if, you, if you're if you coming in to, through Tokyo, you just take the, I don't know, the KO line maybe? Well, the... it depends where they're flying into. If they're flying yeah. into Narita Airport, you'll be just, it's very close by, actually. Yeah, because you Narita, Narita is kind of north to... of. Makare Mese is north mm -hmm. of Manita. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's actually about 25, 30 minutes away from Manita right. Airport. So, so it's easier to get to than actually where Magic Fest Yokohama was. Yeah. And they've had events there before. So if you've been to any other events, I think they had Legacy there before. They had the Modern Masters 2, you know, event there. So it's a huge place. Um, really easy to find uh, from, from the station if you go there by train. Uh, I think last time I was here, I went, I went by taxi. Oh, really? From Tokyo, I That's think. a mistake. Or actually, no, it wasn't me. Somebody else paid for it. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sounds like $200. Yeah, and he was like, it's fine. It was like us and like four or five other guys. It was, it was a trip. It was okay. interesting, yeah. So um, that's uh, the big one that's coming up. It's, and we said it's limited. It's M20 limited, yeah. I believe, is, is the format. I don't really plan on going. Are you going to be going? I will be going for side events mm -hmm. and mainly for trading with other players. Yeah. Trading has gotten a little bit better. I think we talked about this in a past uh, uh, topic with uh, Ed, Edwin, when, when he was uh, from the Cartel Aristocrats. He was on a, an earlier episode, and we talked about how they changed the current trading policy. So trading is a little bit easier now, I think. Uh, there's still some sharks in, in one. Yes, but... at Magic Fest Yokohama. Yeah. There are a lot of people with big suitcases full of yeah binders but they're cracking down on that a little bit and, and now they've also made it easier to sell to vendors yeah they've simplified the process because um at least in japan when you're making a sale to a mm -hmm. shop you yeah, would have to write down all of your information yeah show a passport yeah take a photocopy yeah and also even do a thumbprint essentially yeah yeah they, which but, was a huge ordeal actually to go through yeah so i sold some cards at magic fest to oklahoma mm -hmm. and it was much easier it's just a name mm-hmm 
and the cards, yeah, and you're done. And they got a lot of foreign buyers there too, so there's a lot of English speakers, you know, if you're yeah. afraid to sell to the uh, the Japanese uh, staff. Uh, so that's the big one. Another event that we have coming up very soon here is Eternal Weekend. Uh, they they usually always have this in Yokohama, and then again uh, this year it's in Yokohama as well. It's on August 17th and 18th, and it's going to be uh, Legacy and Vintage. Legacy is going to be the first day. Vintage will be the second day. I believe last year was like Modern and Legacy, I think. It, the best thing about these events, have you ever been to... Uh, I went to Eternal Weekend last, last year. Yeah. yeah, so were you playing Modern? or, or I actually just went to hang out. Just to hang out. I think I might have seen you there. I can't remember. But uh, the best thing... I think about the eternal weekends in Japan are the side events. They haven't really yeah. announced anything yet. Last year they had, uh, well, I know they had vintage as a side events. Um, they also had uh, old school, I believe was, was there. My buddy played that. Um, old school has been getting really popular in Japan. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So when I was uh, doing trading at Magic Festival mm-hmm. in Bahama, a lot of people actually were looking for old school cards. Mm-hmm. So I have an unlimited wrath of God in my binder. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, can I trade this one? Yeah, yeah. So they all wanted that. So I, I, I would imagine they'll have something like that, uh, you know, for, for this when they announce it. You can find this, you can find both of these events information on the Big Magic websites. Uh, I believe they have English for both of them, but, you know, they're probably not going to update the site event bar for another week or two, probably two or three weeks before the event. Oh, speaking of which, the mm. Magic Fest Chiba, they do not have side events listed yet. Yeah, that it's crazy. It's like a month out. It's not even a month. We're like three weeks away now. Yeah. And I can't... It's less than three weeks until J- the event. Japan has a big problem with, with uh, how do I say, uh, scheduling things, I think. Well, I, we always have, well, like, that's that kind of a leads into our next thing. Um, as some of you might know, there was supposed to be Grand Prix Kitakushi, sorry, Magic Fest Kitakyushu uh, earlier this year. I think it was going to be in June or something. I'm not, I'm Somewhere not, around there, yeah. But uh, they overbooked the site. So we couldn't have the event there. And they ended up rescheduling it. And they changed the location. So now it's in Nagoya. And we do have information about that. So the Nagoya one is when? November 1st. Okay. For Magic Fest in Nagoya. Is it November 1st? I think it's like 1st and 2nd. Like that It'll be three days. Or something like that. 1st, like 2nd, 3rd. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I heard it was standard. So I, Then it's not listed it's on not listed. website Somebody yet. else said standard. So I might have seen like a picture or something like that. So if it is standard, I'll probably go. I'd be interested in seeing that. Or sorry, in, in going there and playing that and then maybe doing some side events. And if, for people listening, if you want to go to Magic Fest Nagoya... You can either fly to Osaka or Tokyo and then take a train to Nagoya. Yeah, or you can just take a, a bullet train if you're leaving from yeah, anywhere. I mean, it's, it's really easy to get to. But um, it does add, the Shinkansen does add about $200 round trip, though, from either location. You can also take night buses. There's yeah. a lot of night buses from the big cities that will just cut your, it's like six, seven hours, but yeah. but it'll cut your, um, your travel fees uh, exponentially. Yeah, but if you're a bigger guy like myself, Mm. Be careful with the night buses because mm. they are small. I can't sleep on them. Yeah, I'm over yeah. six feet tall, and it is no space in those buses. Yeah, I, I usually and there's also night trains sometimes that you can That's take. That's starting now, I think. Yeah, so you know you can look into that. You can take local trains there. Um, the problem 
coming depending on where you're coming from some places don't have an express train yeah so you have to take the local train for like an hour hour and a half before you can get like another yeah. uh express so my recommendation is if you're coming here for magic fest nagoya mm-hmm. is then to just get the jr pass for like five yeah. days or something yeah and then just have a little and I think you can get that at Narita Airport or Haneda Airport. You have to buy it before from Japan. Is it? Japan. Okay. I thought you could. Okay. You I guess exchange you do it on their for website. It at okay. The airport, but you buy it before Japan. And I want to say the price is about 180 bucks for a week, maybe, or something. 170 300 actually. Is it 300 now? Yeah. They, they have reduced before their prices, but it's still pricey. But if you think about where you're going, like one way from Tokyo to Nagoya is like 100 bucks. 110 100 bucks. Yeah. Like $110. And so, like, if, if you use it three times to go to any other place, yeah. you know, while you're here, it's, well, it's totally It also different. has the benefit that you can get on and off the train at, and at it's, your will. And it's not only bullet trains, it's also the regular trains. trains. So, if you even well. went in, in Tokyo, or mm-hmm. getting between Narita and Tokyo, you can use the JR. Yes. Yeah. Which is really nice. I don't think it covers the Narita Express, though. I think it does not. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's that's one of our other big announcements. I, I think I forgot to say Eternal Weekend Yokohama. We did have it here last year. Uh, as far as the location, it's on the Minato Mirai line, which you can catch from Yokohama Station. It's between, I want to say it's at the Nihon Odori Station near Yamashita Park, okay. which is like right after Bashanichi. It's like a three or four stations away. Um, what is the venue for that? The Yokohama Marina Hall or something or Samba okay. Hall. It's one's right in front of Yamashita Park. Okay. So it's like super close to the to the ocean. Yeah. It's super close to Chinatown. You can walk there from Chinatown. So Chinatown's JR line is uh Ishikawacho. Yeah. And I wanna say before that, maybe it's Kanai. Kanai. So yeah, um I Ben can walk to yeah. the area from my house. Yeah, Ben lives like super close to, to Chinatown area. So so yeah, you'll be able to walk there, no problem. Um, so that, those are the summer events. We have one more announcement that we, I recently saw on Twitter is that, uh, Big Magic is having their Big Magic open, uh, in the same location as the, uh, Eternal Weekend. I guess they got buy, buy two, get one free, or, okay. or buy one, get one free or something like that when they signed up for, you know, the, the events. So they don't have any details as far as which formats it's going to be yet. But uh, we do know that it's going to be sometime in October, probably October 13th and 14th. And when we do our fall, um, you know, podcast, we'll probably talk about that and also GP Nagoya a little bit more. All right. So our next topic that we'd like to talk about today are the new store openings, uh, stores that we've 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 heard about. Uh, the the big one is probably. Uh, Hallelujah opening a store in Akihabara. Akihabara already has like what 20 stores has or something. A lot of stores. Yeah. Some big magic has been there for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like a store actually right from the Akihabara station. The Radio Kaikan. Yeah. yeah. So you go out, to the left, and you're at the their store already. Yeah, it's a but it's like eighth floor though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's I think we've talked about that on uh, our other podcast when Dan and I were talking about the best places to go. Um, you know, in, in Japan for magic and yeah, Akihabara, especially Radio Kaikan was one of the best. But now we have a uh, Hallelujah as well. And Hallelujah, of course, their main one is in Takara no Baba, which I also talked about on a previous yeah, podcast. Their tournament center. It's like 300 people there. But I think now they have a total of about seven or eight other stores around Japan. I know they have Nagoya, Osaka, mm-hmm. Kobe, Narita, uh, Narita mm-hmm. 
Takadono Baba, and yeah. now I guess and then, and, and this one. So, so they they are spreading. They are uh, about as big as Big Magic now. I, yeah. I, I would say so. Um, so that's the one one new store, and we had two new store openings uh, in the last month or so uh, in Yokohama as well. Have you been to the new Yellow Submarine? I have yet? not yet. I just was there a couple weeks ago, mm. and I saw the old location that closed down. Yeah. So uh, if you followed my my blog before the JapanHobbyist.com. Uh, I have like a listing of all the the stores that you can visit, and uh, I need to update it soon. I'm sorry, I, I don't really have time to do it at the moment. But uh, for Yokohama stores, used to be uh, you could walk right down the main road and see the Yellow Submarine. That's still the case, but it's a lot closer to the station now. Uh, it's uh, you come out of I believe the Joinus Department Store. Yeah, West Side. The West Side, and you walk down the street a little bit, and I believe there's like a sh- some shoe stores. Or like yeah, a he Shakey's says next pizza. to Shakey's Pizza. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's on the fourth floor. Uh, new store. Yeah, lots of Magic the Gathering uh, card space. And I think they have something like eight or nine cases worth of cards. A lot of singles you can look through as well. They have smaller game area. Or sorry, smaller play area now. I, oh, really? I think there's only room for like ten people. Oh, no, because the old one already had a really small... Yeah, they didn't have any play space at the one that was on the corner. They the, did upstairs. The corner store, did they? Yeah. So there, they had the MTG stuff was second floor. Mm-hmm. Then other games were third floor, and the fourth and fifth were actually were play space. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It was just... was. It's a very small corner yeah. building, though. So this play space... Was not that big. Between the two floors, I believe it was only about... Cause I mean... You can maybe get 30 people between the two floors. So Yellow Submarine actually had two locations. Yeah. They had one in that corner that corner building, and then they also had another one in the movie theater building, yeah, Movio. Yeah. And that also only had like room for maybe like 12 people or yeah, like not much 16 people or something like I, that. I don't understand why they split their stock between yeah, so two stores like that. I guess you know they just don't really care to operate those kind of pre-release events or anything like that anymore. So... Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, their big thing is like Dungeons and Dragons and role playing. Now they're doing more tabletop games, games. and I, and that's enough space at that area yeah. for for that. And I believe they do charge there uh, for the for the place, but it's a great place for all of your your nerdy needs in in Yokohama. You get your Magic cards. They have Pokemon cards. They got your Yu Gi Oh cards. They have um, you know tons of like I said D and D materials and and board games and figurines and whatever. So if you need any of that stuff, go to to the new yellow sub in Yokohama. The other store was a card box. I think I talked about this before in my blog as well. It used to be in the supermarket building, the Dae. That has shut down. It shut down, I believe, two months ago, three months a ago. A while now. The building still stands, but everything yeah. inside is gone. Yeah. So the card box store has moved to a new location. And uh, I want to how do I get there. How do you get there? It's... It's kind of difficult to get there if you don't know the area that well. I would say the best way to get there is to go down. So if you're coming out the station, you're going to go down that main street and follow it until it, it goes to the, the next main street. And then uh, at that main street, you're going to take a left. You stay on the left side of the road. And there's like a famous ramen shop yeah. that uh, you know, there's always people waiting outside oh, of. Oil ramen. I believe is it oil ramen? Oil ramen. Oh, 
I was like, okay, whale rum. No wonder why they started whaling again in Japan. But, but um, that's another topic. Yeah, it's another topic. Uh, so yeah, you take a left. It's past that ramen shop. I want to say it's like the building right after that, uh, on the second floor, I believe. Have they increased their magic stuff though? They had. Uh, they have about the same amount of magic cards as last time. last time. It's it's like two. It's one case, but like two two levels, yeah. I, I believe, and mostly stuff that you're gonna find in in standard. I don't. They have a few. I would say they have a few cards for like legacy and standard, or sorry, legacy and modern, but yeah. not but not too much after that. They have a decent sized play area though. It's really it's always busy there, mostly non magic stuff. They have. Uh, I want to say maybe spots for like 36, 40 people or it's something like that. Size. So it's, it's decent size. Uh, that's the majority. It's super hard to walk around in, though. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't the, go there expecting to find a game of Magic. No, no. Um, what What's sad is that last, the, the last shop in the Daya building had like two floors devoted to play space. You yeah. had like 80 to like 100 spots for, for playing cards. And that was like the best place to go if you just felt like getting like a draft together with friends. Because yeah. no, no place else can really support that many, that many people, especially on a weekend. So that's sad. So those are the new stores. Uh, you haven't visited any other ones yet recently, have you? Not the new ones. So uh, hopefully uh, Ben and I can get some more information from any of our listeners uh, that are you know living around Japan right now. Do you know of any other new store openings in Osaka or Nagoya or Sapporo, anywhere else? Sapporo, I think, also has a Hallelujah, by the way. Did you know? I believe so. So that's another place they have it. But yeah, if you're around Japan, you listen to our podcast, and you want to keep us up to date on Magic the Gathering events or, or you know, uh, stores, you know, opening in your area, please send us a message. Um, we'll give you our Twitter and, you know, the, our website at the end of this. But um, please consider doing that for the future so we can mention you on our podcast. Uh, the next thing kind of relates to new stores. I don't know if you heard about this, but Sitaya which Taya is uh, a CD, DVD, it's rental, a rental shop. store. It and was huge. Was, it's like Blockbuster, it's, right? Yeah, but except it was still, people still go there. People still yes. rent DVDs, CDs. Yeah, many books. people in Japan are like over 60 years old, right? Like there's a... Like, there's walked a, through and I've actually have seen some younger people that yeah, use it. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying a lot of people are older, so they tend to still hold on to that technology. Yeah. There's still a lot of people that don't have, you know, like... Uh, blu-ray players or they don't have like apple tv they don't have netflix so um you know they're still renting dvds and blu-rays and things like that however they're feeling the pinch they've closed down a lot of stores especially yes and they they have like their own online thing now but what they're doing now in japan is that they're transitioning they are adapting they're evolving and some of these stores they're still selling uh, you know, the, or sorry, they're still renting the, the, the videos and, you know, the CDs. Uh, they, they've also, in the last few years, started selling video games. You yeah. can get uh, used and new video games there. And uh, some places have been doing manga. So, like, you can rent manga and take that home and, yeah. you know, bring that back. And I think over the last few months, they have recently opened trading card shops. So, they've taken space that originally was for you know like their 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 videos and whatnot and they've turned this into a play area for uh, cases for cards have you been to one yet well not Have a new one pictures? but when i lived in chiba 
actually. Yeah. Did My they local style had a play area. Okay. But you, it was just for Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went to one. I, I have work all around uh, the Kanto area, and uh, recently uh, I went to one, I want to say in Machida, maybe. Um, and I think uh, Saito Tomoharu point, uh, posted about one in Hashimoto, I believe. So yeah, it's only Tomohiro uh, Saito is the owner of Hariri. Yeah, he's the owner. Yeah, so he put. Po- I follow him on on Twitter, and he he was posting about uh, how Taya opened this new shop. And what's cool about these new shops? They have these huge play areas. They have little clamps above the play area for each table, so you can put your cell phone there and you can do things like stream. You know, which I think is a great idea. Um, and recently they, they, they started selling magic cards in their, their cases, the singles cases. You can buy magic cards there. You can buy packs there. And they also have like Friday night magic. So I think this is a really interesting topic for us today. So we're going to spend a little bit more time on this. I want to ask you, Ben, how do you think this is going to affect magic in Japan or like trading card shops in Japan? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? How do you feel about it? I believe that the Staya model... Hmm. Uh, cannot continue like, indefinitely. Just the Blu-ray the, or... or just the having physical media mm-hmm. as everyone is moving towards now streaming services. So they're trying to evolve their business model now mm-hmm. to having more resale and mm-hmm. buying and selling of card games. Because there's a lot of money in used goods, there especially is. in cards as well. Because I've seen people walk into card shops mm-hmm. and like plop down a pile of like really good standard cards or modern mm-hmm. cards and the shop will be like, okay, we'll give you like 80 bucks for something that's probably worth like four yeah, months. It's, like, so. it's like that game stop me. Yeah, exactly. And then people are like, okay, sure. Give like, me 750. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And it just like hurts me inside when I see that because I'm like, those are good cards. Mm-hmm. Like if they take their time to sell it on eBay, Mercari, mm-hmm. or these other websites, they would walk away with much more money. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Sataya wants to capitalize on that fact. So, yeah, but again, like I said, how is this gonna affect the other magic shops? How is this gonna affect? How is this gonna? Is this gonna help magic to grow in Japan? What I think, think in the beginning it will actually be detrimental hmm. because as these p- people are gonna be saying like, oh, okay, I don't have to travel 30, 40 minutes anymore to go to Hariria, mm-hmm. Big Magic, Tokyo MTG for these events when I can just go to like maybe my local style mm-hmm. will have something. So in the beginning, it will be taking away. It'll be cannibalizing these other shops i think it'll cannibalize the casual players i think the competitive players are still going to be going to yokohama they're still going to be going to you know uh takano baba to hallelujah and stuff like that i mean yeah i, I guess but i think in the beginning you'll see maybe a slight decrease mm-hmm. in your fnm at your local store mm-hmm. and then as time goes on these kids who are maybe playing Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon they're going to be looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll pick up a pack of magic or like a starter deck for magic. Mm-hmm. And then they'll actually get introduced that way. So I was talking to Ben uh, about this a little bit earlier. And one thing that I'd like to point out about Sataya, like if you can think about, you know, blockbusters back in the USA, back in the day, they were everywhere. They weren't next to card shops usually. So if you think about just like the locations that, Cards are now available where they weren't available before. I think that's going to be a, a boon for for uh, trading card games. Because when they're in doing this physical media stuff, they yeah. need a big store to be able to store all their the, CDs, DVDs, yeah. manga, yeah. video but, games. But like a lot of these, like if you, a lot of these 
to Taya shops or in places like I said, well, there's there's no magic shops, but they, they only have card shops in in general. Like they're yeah. they're in the deep countryside. So the boonies. So this is gonna bring a lot more casual players, I think, into it. People that didn't want to travel, you know, for like an hour to go to the shop and spend ten bucks. You're gonna have people playing more at a local level, and I think that it's gonna help develop the uh, how do I say the competitive. How can I say the competitive nature? Not or, nature, but the environments right. uh, over the next few years, I think. So we'll, we'll still wait and see. Um, but uh, well, I think like Sutaya versus MPG Arena. I think MPG Arena is like helping more. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, of course. But you know, we're just talking about. Oh, like my big thing is they have all of these locations everywhere in Japan, and now we have now there's suddenly magic shops. Yeah. So. But just because you have a location doesn't mean you have a player base. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I, I hope they do well though. I'd yeah. like I, I'd like to be able to go, you know, on vacation somewhere and oh look, there's this Taya. I'll, I'll stop in there and see if they have any cheap MTG singles. Yeah. You know, like someplace in deep Nagano or you know, like in Tohoku or something yeah. like that. Be like Akita can be like okay, yeah. There's, there's no magic shops, but hey, they got a Staya. <laughs> so, so um, that's the the big news I think for today's topic or for for today's podcast but there's one more thing i'd like to talk about um tokyo mtg uh is has been doing a lot of cool stuff recently at their store uh most recently they've announced that they are doing dungeons and dragons and i believe it's for free on wednesdays wednesdays like around 5 p.m or something so like I'm not sure the time, but it's got to be late enough for people to actually yeah, get off to work. Yeah, people right? get off to work. So if, if, if you're you know a fan of D&D, you've always wanted to try it, or um, you, you want to get friends involved in it, you know, go to uh, go to Tokyo MTG in Sudobashi and check that out. And I think, um, have you heard about the other events they're doing? They're doing like artist events now? Yeah, I've heard of that. So uh, they, they're also, I, I want to say maybe every month they they have visiting artists people that are coming for the grand prix or the them sorry the magic fest or other events uh, they come into the shop and they do like signings and they bring their artwork that you can buy and they give uh, presentations and things like that and two people that we have this month one of them is lack um, have you heard of lack I have not. So he did uh, some of the Japanese version, uh, War of the Spark. Like the alternate alternate art planeswalkers. I think he did like Soren, and he did Nahiri, okay. and maybe I think there's two or uh, a few more that that he did. But he's gonna be there. I mean, it's probably gonna be too late by the time you hear this. He's gonna be there on the ninth, which is uh, I want to say Tuesday. Yeah, this Tuesday. This Tuesday. Uh, and uh, the next person coming up is Lucas Graciano, I believe, and he's going to be the 13th to the 16th. Have you, have you what, what has Lucas Graciano done? I haven't seen, but you can find all this information on their website, uh, tokyomtg.com, and uh, I believe every month they're going to have new people, so you know it's a good good resource. You know if you're a big fan of of art, I I think I talked about it in another previous uh top previous podcast where I talked about how they're selling art for various artists there now as well. Have you been there since they've remodeled the store? I've been to Tokyo in a while. Have you been to Tokyo at all recently? Yeah. 
just not to Tokyo MPG. Like in that area? If it, next time you go to Aki, Akiba or Akihabara, you should probably stop by and just kind of check it out. I think it's 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 kind of cool like how they, they change it around. I don't know if you're a big art person, are you? Not particularly. It seems like people are starting to get into it, though. I think more people are have been buying, um, how do I say, buying the big money art. I think Bobby, one of our friends, mm-hmm. he ended up buying a bird. You know, from there, one of the War Falcons or something yeah. like that. I mean, people, they had a pop-up shop in, I think, Roppongi for the Tokyo World of Spark Planeswalkers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that was something, too, right? Um. Oh, yeah. Another thing that they had, I mean, this is probably, it's probably too late now. They were selling the War of the Spark uh, Planeswalker canvas. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's about? what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, okay. So you could actually buy them, like, on, like, a canvas. Yeah. And like put them up on your wall and stuff, and that was really cool. But that's probably closed by now. It's probably that's finished. over, and I think they actually sold out from the first day or two. Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, I think that's that pretty much covers what we wanted to talk about today. Was there any other topics that you think we should cover in today's topic, or sorry, in today's podcast? I don't think so. No, but I, I just gotta say that if you're going to GP Chiba and you want to get your artist signatures, mm-hmm. be prepared to wait. Yeah, I was at. Uh, the Magic Festival of Bahama, and just the lines were crazy, and the artists were taking breaks quite mm-hmm. often. So you didn't know, you could be waiting indefinitely. Almost. Have you been to GPs in the USA yes. a lot? Are, are the artists' lines as busy as they are in Japan? They are busy, but I usually do see like more people going through and coming out quicker. Uh huh. wonder why that is. And also <laughs> just, because I think the issue is, like in here in Japan, you'll mm-hmm. have Japanese staff assisting these yeah, foreign artists, yeah. and there's some communication barriers yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you ask the person like, how long will they expect it to wait? They yeah, don't yeah. really understand the schedule of the artist. Yeah. But if you're in the U.S., they can communicate that fairly well. Yeah. And you don't have any miscommunications okay. there. So uh, Ben's going to be joining us uh, again from time to time uh, in the future. Uh, he'll definitely be working on collecting information about current events with me. Uh, we might talk about standard metagame or like other other things like that, whatever else is going on since we both kind of play rather often. Do you have like a Twitter or a website, anything that you would like to talk about, uh, kind of like to, to plug before we end today's show? At this time, I can't even remember my Twitter, I, mm. Twitter handle. So I, if you want to reactivate it in the future, you know, you, you know we can uh, add it to the show notes later on. But uh, when am I going to be on talking about the metagames? Mm-hmm. I'll probably be doing it from a control viewpoint. Yeah. Because that is my, that, I love control and all yeah, And I'll, I'll be talking about how to beat them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you yeah. try. I, if, I think that's uh, going to do it for today's show. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed, you know, listening about everything that's been going on recently in Japan. I uh, hope you come back next time, you know, to find out what else has been going on, what else is going on in uh, not only Japan, but in, in Asia for MTG. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions for the show, you can find me on Twitter at Yoshwenki, Y-O-S-C-H-W-E-N-K. I think uh, last time Lane said I should try to spell that out for people just in case because it's a more difficult uh, last name. It's easy for me, of course. Uh, so you can find me there on Twitter, or you can contact me through my website, www.thejapanobvious.com. We'll be posting the show there. So if you want to post comments below that uh, blog entry, uh, we will be sure to read it and uh, talk about it on the next show. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, sayonara. I guess signing off from a stormy evening here. Yes, stormy evening in Yokohama. Take care, guys.